It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, and DraftKings Sportbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. You'll start the season with an instant dub. And with DraftKings parlays, everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins. String together multiple bets from the same game or build your parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Jenkins. That's J-E-N-K-I-N-S. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Jenkins. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 and over age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Saturday, November 11th, if I'm doing my math correctly, and we have a very special episode. Maybe the most requested episode uh, that we get all the time is everyone knows that our very own uh, Tyler, a.k.a. Dragonfly Jones, is one of the best grillers on the internet. I've never seen, and I, let me put it on like this: on the planet, <laughs> on the planet Earth, be factual, am I? Be factual, and, but on no, but planet. let me let me put it like this: Tyler frequently put not uh, Tyler posts not infrequently pictures of food that he's cooked in color, and I've never seen anyone say anything bad about him. You can post some culinary shit on Twitter, and people will flame it over the <laughs> dumbest thing they can find. I've never seen yeah. anyone come it's, at Tyler. It's unflammable. <laughs> yeah, flaming flaming plates is a proud tradition. I remember like that one Thanksgiving plate. I feel like that was the first time we Ooh. really united. Y'all remember that shit? The, the plate? Yes. That dry-ass <laughs> plate? Yes, bro. <laughs> what a Hall of Fame to be in. The yeah. nastiest-looking plates. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> All you gotta do Twitter is say is the plate, and if you've been on Twitter for like since like 2010, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Not only did the food look bad, the plate looked ugly. The plate looked like, like a hubcap or some shit. You feel me? Like, it was like, bro, crazy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, for those of you who don't know, John and I have actually, even though uh, we all live on uh, in opposite parts of the country, Tyler is such a good friend 
that he every January sends us, and I like talking about this on the pod because I feel like it reminds him to make sure he does it this year because it's my favorite. He sends us a box of grilled meats that he just like overnights to Southern California, and it's the fuck it. Like, you would not think your friend cooking meat and then mailing it across the country with uh, what kind of icy? It's the uh, what's it called? It's, it's, it's the dry ice packs with dry ice packs. You would not think that would be the best meal you eat in your house every year, but it is the best meal I eat in my house every year. What's crazy? The first time he sent it, I ate that shit cold. You know what I mean? Like, and it was <laughs> yeah, still no. Tender. I always I didn't, I didn't put no uh, heat on that uh, motherfucking <laughs> shit. Yeah, right. Could he eat the sandwich cold? <laughs> you feel me? Why you eat it cold? You hear me? Y'all ate that shit cold that shit I was like I was like I mean I was single I wasn't cooking at the time you feel me that shit was crazy but yeah G and also people will hit us up like every time I, somebody just hit us up recently I don't know if y'all saw it every yes. time they talk about that box on the, <laughs> that box <laughs> the box the box of me that talking about that box Mike and Mike and John talk about that box Ooh, I get jealous you feel me yeah. I'm gonna do an unboxing video. I got I I received I received the box for the first time this past January. It was it was mad. <laughs> welcome it was welcome to the trust tree, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, you know that that was just a tradition I started after the pandemic when I was like, bro, like I just had a whole summer where I wasn't grilling for the homies. The homies weren't coming through. I wasn't like, yeah, I was, you know, what I'm saying, and I missed that shit, right? So yeah, yeah. So after we got through that, I was like, you know, top of the year, I'm just gonna, you know do you know grill us some shit and just you know contact free delivery just drop it off for the homies and shit you know to the, you know, like yo let's let's have this year be better than that fucking pandemic year and it's just a tradition i'll be keeping going and so you know i gotta hold the homies down you know all the way in cali too and you know fedex that shit so it's 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 a it's a beautiful thing it truly i know it truly is your love language and i know that it offended you to your core to the extent that I was worried we weren't going to be friends anymore when you found out that I use a gas grill, which is maybe where you want to start your tips for, for grilling. Because I know step one for you is not go get a new propane tank. Yeah. Hell ass nigga, man. Yeah. <laughs> propane and propane if, accessories, ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? If, God if, damn. If, if, you, if you want to be a king of the hill ass nigga, far be it for me to judge. I personally need that smoke, man. I just feel like it's so, you know, the smoke is just, bro, there's nothing better, man. But, you know, if, if you want to be a gas grill, motherfucker, you know, more power to you. I don't want to be, but I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm not confident. I'm not a confident griller. So, mm. like, when I'm on the grill, like, my mom, and my mom, by the way, makes all, I've told you this. My mom makes all the same jokes because my mom never used a, a gas grill. But for me, it's like, I, I was always worried. And I, I don't maybe there's people out there who didn't have a, you know, who didn't, like, learn to grill as a kid or whatever. I was always, I was always, like, worried I'm going to undercook the meat, like, whatever else. So, the, the gas grill for me is a predictability. Where like you're trying to create something when you're cooking, I'm trying to just like give the kids dinner that is like cooked correctly. Where I'm not like fuck, do I have to like start it back up and put the steaks back on? You know, like it, it took me years before I learned the you're like afraid touch to test undercook shit. steaks. What's that? You're afraid to undercook steaks? Like, can you undercook a steak? Motherfuckers will cut it off the the, the cow and eat that motherfucker raw and it'd be fine, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Kate, don't you get food poisoning if you eat undercooked meat, bro? No, no. Um, it's just really hard to get it with beef, right? With beef, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't even know that, bro. But yeah, but undercooked pork or undercooked chicken will, yeah. will get you out of here. Yeah, For well, sure. I grill chicken too. I do like the uh, the one thing I do on the grill that I would uh, put out there is I do a, a grilled like chicken pesto sandwich, and I'll grill the 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 sourdough bread too. You know what I mean? So Char, Char mm -hmm. likes that, but I don't do it very often. But Tyler, um, explain like. Cause I feel like if, if you had tied, like if I knew how to use a, 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 a real grill, I feel like that's probably what I would have been doing. I just was, I had no confidence in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like the predictability of how long am I supposed to do this shit? When do I flip the burgers over? Like that's how kind of clueless I was. So why don't you like explain it to me? Like I'm the idiot that I am <laughs> like step one, like how do you, if you go to grill, like what do you, what does that look like for you? Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, we need to start with the tools that we need here, right? Um, I'm a big fan of the uh, Weber kettle, and for a few reasons. Um, basically, it's circular, right? And that is perfect because there's a certain technique of, um, of, of grilling where you're going to use indirect heat, and they call it the snake, where you just, you know, kind of um, stack some charcoal bricks in like a... And, and, and you kind of line the fucking, you know, the, the grill with it to where it's kind of like, you know, a half circle and you light it, you know, one end and then it slowly burns and gives you like a constant heat there. 
Um, and it also the 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 uh, Weber kettles have a thermometer on it, which is extremely valuable because you want to make sure that you know you're you're maintaining the proper heat for whatever you're cooking there. So highly recommend getting a Weber kettle. Also, fucking you know, cleaning it is super easy. There's like a reservoir at the bottom where all your ashes collect. And you just dump that shit out. You don't have to be a fucking caveman turning your whole grill upside down and shit, right? Um, and I would also say get you a chimney starter. Because the biggest battle, I, and I think one of the biggest deterrents that keep people from hopping on charcoal as opposed to gas is they don't know how to get a an even fire with their coals, right? Correct. Yeah. And a chimney starter, bro, you can get one of these motherfuckers on Amazon for like 15 bucks. Um, basically, what you do is you, you, you put your charcoal in it. You like ball up a fucking piece of newspaper and put it at the bottom, light the newspaper, put the, char- uh, the chimney starter on that. Uh, in about 20 minutes or so, you are going to have even leave, you know, evenly burning coals right and that's the biggest fucking battle with, with with grilling right so so get get that shit get you a meat thermometer um you know i'm someone who can eyeball shit a lot of times but you know since we're starting with the basics i definitely recommend getting getting a meat thermometer and you know learning your your, your certain temperatures you know for for certain cuts of meat like i know chicken is probably like 165 i think i know brisket is like 195 and certain shit like that so so you know st- um Google, you know, the shit that you're cooking, Google the internal t- um, temperatures there and, go- and, 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 you know, monitor that shit with your meat thermometer. So those are like the main things you need, right? Like I said, I highly recommend the Weber kettle because also the Weber kettle has fucking flaps where you can, you know, you know, uh, flip that shit up and put more coals in there if you need to, you know, get the fire going a little bit more there too. Super fucking valuable there. Um, Weber kettle, chimney starter, meat thermometer. That's what we need to start with, right? And I just want to add because, like, I know the um, there's these like Wi-Fi equipped smokers that have become like very popular in the suburbs that people mm-hmm. are spending like nine hundred dollars on and shit. Everything Tyler just said you could get for what like seventy five bucks. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think like, I bought my 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 kettle for like eighty. And the yeah. thing is, the thing is, if you have a charcoal grill, you have a smoker. Right. You have a smoker by default because mm-hmm. the method of indirect heat where, you know, you've got your coal. Basically, you're going you're gonna to have your coals on one side of, of the grill and your meats on the other side opposed from it that you're smoking meat when you do that. Do it that way. Right. It's not the heat that's cooking it. It's the smoke. So if you have a charcoal grill, you have a smoker by default. I think people like people like the um, the big ones because it's it, it's so it's like made for people who don't really know what they're doing. Right. Like when I look at it, I'm like, Oh, I could smoke brisket in this. It's like pour in X amount of pellets, like whatever flavor that you want, like, you know, set the, and like, it'll literally send alerts to your phone. Like the meats at this temperature, like now you can, you know, like whatever, like the, the meat thermometers are Wi-Fi equipped so that you can check on your phone and stuff. And so I, I feel like there's, it combines Number one, a lot of us grew up, you know, without dads or, you know, uncles, whoever shows how to grill. And then number two, men love gadgets. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so I feel like that's, that's where that comes from. But I love your approach because it's like if you are listening to Tyler, and you want to try what he's talking about. Just uh, like the thing that held me back cooking wise forever was that like fi- uh, fear of failure, like we were talking about. Mm hmm. It costs 80 bucks. You're not like wasting a yep. big, you know, you're not wasting a big chunk of money if you just want to spend a weekend trying to learn how to do this shit. Yeah. It's it's all trial and error, bro. Like nobody starts out fucking, you know, a, a pit master on their first go, right? Like, like shit, I just recently like mastered brisket. Brisket used to beat my ass and I just finally got that shit right. Like not too long. How long, right? how long did all... it take you? How long did it take you to get shit. brisket right? I'd say I was like zero and four before I actually got it right. That's like not I think, bad. That's yeah. not bad. That's not bad. Do you do do you do tri tip too? No, nah, I haven't done tri tip. Okay, but, okay. But yeah, but brisket brisket beat my ass because, like I said, I'm someone. My hubris is what is is, is what beat my ass with brisket. Right, brisket <laughs> is a cut that you have to follow everything to the motherfucking t. Like I said, you have to monitor your 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 fucking grill temps. You want it to be at like two fifty. You know what I mean? You have to monitor your internal temps. You want it to be like at 190 when brisket is done. You got to, you know, regularly spritz it. You know, you got to do the, the the wrapping in the in, in the butcher paper, you know, for like the last hour or so to, to kind of have it, you know, cook from the outside in. So it is a... It's a full a day cut. process too, yes, right though? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's like if you got shit, uh, uh, like a little six, seven pound brisket, that's about a seven hour, eight hour job there, right? <sighs> So, but yeah, it's, it's a very demanding cut of meat. And like I said, my hubris was what <laughs> was beating my ass there. Cause I thought I could just eyeball shit and take shortcuts and not, nah, nah, you got to respect the process with brisket. So tell us like it, it's, it's, it's Sunday. 
I know you enjoy, you know, cooking uh, for your wife. I know that's a big part of of, uh, of y'all's, you know, the flow of love and y'all's marriage. <laughs> it's a Sunday. You're making dinner for your wife. What are you making? Like, what's your favorite thing to make? And like, walk people through with the tools you described how you would go about doing it. Yeah. Um. I'd say I'd say you know for the beginners you can we can just start off with some with some like chicken wings. Like you know y'all saw that shit I posted the other day. You know, Look, j- delicious just, as yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. J- just something light, something light, right? Like. With chicken wings, basically, you know, the seasoning that I use is um, garlic salt, coarse ground pepper. I love fucking coarse ground pepper when, when you're grilling shit. Like, there's something about the smoke and actually biting into a pepper chunk where it's just a fucking explosion of flavor. So, garlic salt, coarse ground pepper. Um, Goya Sazon. I love that on fucking um, wings. Shouts what to is the that? homies in what Cuba. What is that? It's, it, it's a, Cuba season, um, okay. a, a Cuban seasoning, right? Okay. Delicious on fucking on, on wings on the grill. And, you know, I'm a Virginia boy, so I hit it with a little Obey to, you know, give it a little kick there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so, you know, basically, like I said, that, that's what I put um, on it. You know, garlic salt, um, coarse ground pepper, Goya Sazon, you know, and a little Obey. And one of the things that I do, just a personal thing that I do here is when I put the chicken on the grill, right, I put it seasoned side up and then mm-hmm. I season the other side, right? Mm-hmm. I, I season. It's not overloaded with season because I season each side lightly. So just every time you bite into that motherfucker, it's seasoning, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, um, you want to start your coals. Like I said, use your chimney starter. Get your um, coals going. You, when, you know when your coals are ready when they're all ashed over and there's like an orange glow there, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's when they're perfect. Um, what happens I recommend- if they get too hot? What would you recommend us to do if like the, the, it gets too hot? Good question. If, yeah, if it gets too hot, you just got to chill. You got to just, you know, take that shit off the, the grill, um, you know, uh, take, take your lid off and let it cool down. But the good thing about, you know, the chimney starter, like I said, you can see it when it's ready, right? Like okay. like like once once your coals ash over and there's that orange glow, that's when you're good to go. Okay. Um which with chicken wings, you know, I recommend doing a sear at first. You know, I'm I'm very much a reverse sear guy when it comes to certain cuts of meat, like, you know, like pork shoulder and steak and shit, because I think explain, that you know, ex- ex- yeah, explain yeah, please. Re- reverse yeah. sear. Okay, so uh, the reverse sear is when you sear it last as a finisher right mm, okay and, makes, and sense. makes when, sense when you yeah. put it when you put the meat directly over the coals to get a sear um as a finisher like i said certain cuts of meat like steak and shit i prefer to do a reverse sear where we do that last because um when you don't sear it at first you know because you you, you know you want a good you want a good sear you want a good crunchy you know singe sear but that can kind of like eliminate the smoke flavor from seeping in right mm-hmm Oh, so okay. I recommend doing okay. like a reverse sear on steaks and shit. Like let the smoke flavor get in first, then throw it on the coals, you know, to get that sear. So you get, you know, the crunchy, salty sear with with the maximum smoke flavor. But with chicken, I recommend doing a sear at first. Reason being is um, the skin can get a little rubbery if you don't hit it with like some direct heat and let it kind of, you know, slow smoke. So mm-hmm. I recommend doing a sear at first with your chicken, you know, put it directly over the coals, you know, get a good sear on that. Then take it off the coals. And you're going to let, you know, you're going to do some indirect heating and let the smoke, you know, flavor, flavor and cook it from there. Um, it'll it'll take about maybe about 45 minutes to an hour. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not that long oh, of a job. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like I said, get you, get your thermometer because, you know, I'm, I'm you know, like I said, lots of motherfuckers can't eyeball it. It's kind of an acquired thing. Get your meat thermometer. Make sure you to check the temps when it's like 165, 170. Then you're good to go. Well, how would you? I, I want to do a, a like a, a a rack of ribs. I am so mm-hmm. fucking scared. I've been talking to you about this for about two years, like off and yeah. on. Obviously, I really want to do it. How should I like approach it in a way that you know I'm not going to be you, obviously, and, I, and also mm-hmm. like seasoning. I don't want to you know go too crazy with that initially too, because I want to like work my way up to to seasoning in the way that you have. You feel me? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, what are some seasonings that I can't really fuck up? You know, like with steaks, if I'm telling somebody to make a steak, you just say, just put salt on it. It's really yeah. hard to oversalt a fucking steak. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, I mean, you can, but yes. you know, it's, you know, sea, yeah. sea salt and coarse pepper is like the best steak season. You, you feel that's, me? You that's feel all me? you really need. But like with ribs, what are the, the, hey, these are the seasons you'll need. You can find your taste, but this is the foundation and this is how you want to cook this shit. Okay. So yeah. So my rib rub, basically the rib, I, uh, the rub I use with all my like pork shit, basically, it's going to be like half brown sugar. Half a uh, kosher salt. Um, the rub is know. a whole is half, or like it's a half cup. Like, are we doing it that no, way? No, are we doing well, all the well, big, yeah, big I'm, mama I'm, way? You know yeah, what I'm saying? A pinch it's, of it's this, just, a, yeah, a elbow of that. Of you this, know what I mean? Fifty percent of this and fifty percent of that, right? Like, okay, I don't okay. necessarily do do the cup shit. I just kind of sure. you know, flavor it. Um, you know, season sure. it to, 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 to taste. Um, so yeah, you're gonna do like you know one half. Um, 
brown sugar, you know, one half kosher salt, um, sprinkling a little garlic powder there. Um, I put in a little uh, uh, cumin, um, you know, a little uh, pepper, of course, uh-huh. um, some paprika. And, and you want to kind of just get that. Is the paprika little, for the little spice for the little, you know? What yeah, I'm saying? It's yeah, little punch. yeah. Okay, little spice and it gives it a nice little color as well. Okay. Um, you want to get that? You you know you want your rub to have that perfect combination where it's sweet and savory and spicy, right? Mm-hmm. So so you know you're just gonna kind of you know just just kind of get that shit going and and you know mix all that shit in together until you get that you know flavor that you want there. Um, important thing to do with ribs, though, you got to take that motherfucking mem- membrane off. That's so okay. important. Okay. Yeah. The membrane is the is the you know the the lining on the underside of the ribs? If you don't take okay. that off, it's it's gonna make your ribs tough as fuck. It's gonna okay. prevent smoke from getting in and, and cooking it, you know, uh, and making it super smoky like you want it to be. Okay. So the way the way that you take that off is you want to put like a butter knife in between, like right at the middle of it. You, uh-huh. You're gonna wedge a butter knife in, kind of lift it up, and you can get it to the point where you can put your fingers in and just pull the whole shit off. It's really okay. easy to take a membrane off. Okay. Um, you might want to you know just check a YouTube video because you you know to get a visual of it. It's super For easy, sure. but it's super fucking important. Okay. Um, so then, you know, like I said, you want to get your, 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 your coals started and you're going to do indirect heat, you know, with these where, you know, you, you, you want your temperature to the be entire around. time, the entire, the entire time. time. Okay. I do do, I do do a, um, a reverse seal with my ribs though. Okay. Okay. You know, like, Let's get like, a little like, crisp, get right, a little crunch right. texture for sure. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So you're going to put, um, like I said, this, this is why, a a a, a, a Weber kettle is so important because it has the fucking thermometer on it and it tells you you know how hot your, your grill is uh-huh. you want to be at around you know 250 to about you know 300 on the high end you don't want it to get any hotter than that um and you're gonna you know cook your ribs away from the coals in direct heat let the smoke get to them top on at all times keep the smoke in yeah. or when it gets hot i can take the top off at times um, is that how we move yeah or? yeah if, if 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 it gets above 300 you're gonna want to take that top off and let shit cool off right okay, you okay. Don't, but you, keep you, the meat on there though We're, you know what i'm saying yes. okay, uh-huh. okay yeah you want to go low and slow there um and then, you know, one of the th- one of the things that is super fucking important that a lot of people do not do, which which helps make makes the ribs super tender is when you need a, when there's about an hour left on cook time on them. Um, like I said, use your meat thermometer, you know, Google the actual temp. You know, like I said, I don't know the actual temp off the top of my head because I can just eyeball the shit for ribs. For sure. For sure. But um, when there's about an hour left, you're going to want to wrap it in either butcher paper or foil. And mm-hmm. what that does is it it steams the the ribs in their own juices right like Ooh. it you know the, the fat that's going to render is going to yeah. steam over don't it talk sexy to me like that i'm a married <laughs> man tyler per year <laughs> right and it's, it's gonna get it's gonna get super delicious Woo. and super tender and that's so very very important so like i said i think that that two things that are super important that a lot of people overlook is take that motherfucking membrane off and like I said, wrap it to finish in either some butcher paper. How or long some, is uh, this process? Oil. How long should I plan on? This about four hours. It's about four hours. Okay. Four rack of ribs. Respect that. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Any other like basic tips or words of encouragement you have for people? Like I said, it's it's easy, man. And I'm not saying that to sound like some know-it-all. Um, once you get, like I said, the hardest part is getting the the even fire with the coals. That's what your chimney starters from. Like I said, hop on Amazon, get that motherfucker for 15 bucks. Get your coals flowing straight. You know, like I said, um, make sure you 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 know that you're monitoring your temperature. Have an even temperature there. Get your meat thermometer. You're in business, bro. Hop on YouTube. Learn how to utilize indirect heat. Like I said, there's the snake method, which I use for my um you know long smoking jobs when I need to smoke something for about you know four or five hours. Which which is like I said, you just you know pile charcoal, line it around the shit, throw some wood chips on that motherfucker, and it takes care of itself from there. Like I said, it's easy, and I'm not saying that in a condescending way or like I'm a know-it-all motherfucker. But once you get the hang of it, man, it's 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 good living, good eating. Do you grill more than anything else? Do you grill more than anything else? Um, because I know you said you said you even grill in the winter. Yeah, yeah. Uh. I, I I'm not someone who who just thinks there's a grilling season, bro. Grilling season is all year round. Like I would be out that motherfucker in a snowstorm if I get the goddamn hankering for some shit. But uh, <laughs> the hankering, you hear me? Yeah, if I get a hankering for some shit, if I get a hankering for for a brisket there. I tell you what. Hey, I respect but, it. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. But um, yeah, grilling is not the only way I cook food. Like shit, y'all seen like my ramen and my fucking you know for curry sure. curry lamb and shit so yeah 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 but but i do it is my favorite way of cooking for sure there's just something about fucking smoke man that smoke dog it does something to me man 
<laughs> it does something. <laughs> it, I feel it in my loins. <laughs> I love it, man. I, I wish I, I feel like I don't have hobbies that I enjoy as much as you enjoy grilling. You know what I mean? Like all my hobbies are related to work in some way. Like I like watching basketball, but when I watch mm. basketball now, I'm thinking about jokes. You know what I mean? When I when I'm reading, I'm thinking about what the writer is doing. That like, oh, okay, I, that's just I should steal that. You know what I mean? Like, I need something like cooking. That's like, I, it's really video games is the only thing I have where I'm like, this is not for anything except for me. <laughs> well, I've, I've laid out the blueprint. Go ahead and get your Weber kettle, a motherfucking chimney starter, meat thermometer. Hop out there, join the fucking club, dude. I got a backyard and everything, man. I should Hell be. Yeah. I should be doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to ribs this weekend. Fuck it, man. Fuck it. It's time, man. Quit being, I got to quit being scared, man. You know what I mean? Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John and I are each going to share a recipe um, for anyone who's like looking just for something new to do. Mine is like probably the easiest possible thing you could do. It's a um, it's a baked ziti, and it's my grandma's baked ziti. And this is what I love about my grandma is it's just a regular baked ziti recipe with the cheese portions doubled. Is basically what the <laughs> what the recipe is. So uh, you want uh, I I always make baked ziti with uh, uh, penne pasta. Obviously, you want something that's like two so you can get cheese and sauce like inside of the, the pasta as it's baking um and i would just go with like a box of you know penne pasta whatever um a jar regular jar of whatever your favorite pasta sauce is i like something that's got a little extra flavor because it is um mixing with other ingredients and it's in the oven for a while um get yourself a full pound of shredded uh mozzarella cheese um, get yourself the medium size. I think it's a one pound, uh, ricotta cheese tub. 
Um, I go, unfortunately, now with the lower fat option uh, as I'm trying to, you know. <laughs> ricotta cheese is kind of like the, the the lumpy lasagna cheese, right? Is that what ricotta is? It's exactly what it is. Yes. yes. And, and, and so it's a cheese that holds up to baking. So that's why with ziti yeah. and, um, and lasagna, it, it effectively is like a base if you're sort of thinking of it as a chemistry um, experiment. So get your oven at like uh, 350. Get your pasta cooking. While you're doing that, um, you're going to mix the sauce. You're going to put the whole ricotta. You're going to take um, some, a little bit of, uh, of the water from the, um, that you boiled the pasta in. It's like, I, should, I, I don't really have the stuff super written down, but like some water. <laughs> How I would put it, like, I don't know, maybe a half cup, a cup, something like that. Put it in a bowl with the uh, ricotta the pasta sauce, um, put a little bit of the mozzarella in and just stir it. Then you're going to dump the pasta in and you're going to stir all that up. Then take a regular baking tray, put half the pasta in, put down about a half a pound of the cheat of the mozzarella. Then you put the rest of the pasta on top of it. Then put the other half a pound of mozzarella in. And I personally like to take like a shredded Parmesan, um, and go in real heavy over the top of the mozzarella just because it gives it a little extra uh, mm. kick on the cheese, but also it, it makes a nice texture at the top of it as well with the way that the Parmesan and the mozzarella interact. It kind of breaks it up. And then obviously whatever other kind of seasoning you like to put on pasta, um, you know, I know a lot of people would just throw some something green on top of it to make it look nice too. But, uh, but really obviously it's about the cheese and the sauce. Bake it for like a half hour, um and then uh uh oh, oh i'm sorry you, you gotta put tin foil on it cover it with aluminum foil um bake it for a half hour take the cover off for the last five to ten minutes and take it out and what i like about that recipe is almost everyone has basically everything you need to make it i can do it on like five minutes notice if we are short on money for the week you can get the ingredients for it obviously for very cheap it takes under an hour to do and if the kids, oh, it turns out the kids have three or four friends over, it's very easy to just double the recipe and make two at the exact same time. Um, and you could obviously multiply it out and feed quite a lot of people with big ziti. And really, like, my kids are picky eaters, but it's pasta and cheese. <laughs> so it's like there's very few people who will object to a big ziti. So that's my, that's my, uh, my contribution to the uh, cooking episode. That shit sound delicious. Got three cheeses in that motherfucker. Ew. Love to see it. You feel me? Cheese. Y'all remember that motherfucker Monterey Jack on Rescue Rangers? Cheese. I don't, but that shit sound hilarious, cuz. You feel me? But uh, the, 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 like, like I said, that's like the base. It's like a base baked ziti recipe. It's just most recipes will have like a half a pound of mozzarella. And my grandma was like, we just d double anything that has to do with the cheese. Mm. I don't love ricotta, so I don't double the ricotta. That would be way too fucking much ricotta to me. Um, but, you know, yeah, you got to double the mozzarella. For sure. ricotta, ricotta is like delicious in its plainness, right? Like it's like the avocado. It's like the of, of fucking right. cheeses. You know what I mean? That's a, yeah. That's a, I think that's it. Yeah, that's exactly how you would put it. For, and for me, that's, you know, I want more of the mozzarella. Like I want it. You know, I want I want it gooey and disgusting. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I'm looking for for my ZD. So, that sweet, yeah. that nasty, that yep. delicious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. That was a wild song. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I better said, "Give it to me." Anyway, uh, <laughs> the things that I I, I started cooking more when uh, Somi started eating solids, um, and it was just like, what are some interesting things that I can make so she's not not eating some version of like avocado? We were making her food her for her food like by hand she had no like canned foods you know what i'm saying um and we didn't want her to have processed sugars and shit like that she still has that doesn't eat that unless she's in new orleans that's the only time she's ate that but um you know it makes sense you feel me like new orleans come on man How, who am i to keep a, a beignet from my daughter you know what i mean like you know what i'm saying but anyway so um yeah i started the things that i would go to like that you know really become to go to are like this brazilian fish stew and then it's the this um it's called like macueco I don't know how to pronounce it so I'm that's why I'm not gonna talk about that one too much but it's delicious and then I, I think I sent y'all pictures of it and then like a, a, a honey glazed salmon but the thing that's just been the easiest when and this is like you know thinking about like how Michael saying it's less than an hour thinking about parents that just want to cook something that 
they can eat and their kid can eat, you know what I'm saying, they don't fuck with, is a, a sun-dried tomato pasta. So, um, and you, I've used, like, spaghetti. I've used penne. I've used, like, the flat long noodles. I don't know what they're called. But, I mean, any, whatever pasta you want to choose, you can. But uh, generally, it really is just get, you know, sun-dried tomatoes. Um, and I would, I miss some pretty small. Like, I don't, I, I would miss some pretty small, and I'd keep some that are kind of chunky. And I even throw, like, after it, some, like, uh, uh, say grape tomatoes um, in there just to get, like, a little texture and whatnot. Um, but I would let the, the, the tomatoes kind of, like, you saute them over oil or butter. I like butter because I like the taste. You know what I'm saying? I guess I'm not healthy all the fucking time. You feel me? Sometimes you got to live oh, a little wow. bit. Oh, wow. He sautés you know what I'm saying? with butter. Sautés with butter <laughs> instead of olive oil. Wow, olive oil boy. has a... One thing I realized when trying to like, I like my pancakes crusty, right? Like, I like, because I'm a country ass nigga. I want my crusty ass pancakes that my grandmother made them. You feel me? And I would do use olive oil. Sometimes olive oil has a distinct taste that can fuck up shit. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. butter, it, it's like salt where it just, it adds to like a, the, the quality of the food. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it, it doesn't like, you know, it doesn't come with its own little, you know what I'm saying? Like bowing out shit. Like olive oil would be like, nigga, get, will push other tastes out, you feel me? And, and makes mm -hmm. make space for itself. And I, you know, this ain't this ain't the recipe for that, my nigga. You feel me? So olive oil gotta sit on the sideline for this one, you feel me? But uh I'll add a little garlic. I like to mince it really small. Um and just let that hit the saute like boom for a little, little quick second. I don't really, you know what I'm saying? You don't want it to burn, you know, it's just fuck up the shit, you feel me? Um then I'll like add more butter to the pan and whisk like um uh and whisk it until like it gets like a it's like a it's like a, a, I guess a, a, I said golden color. You feel me? I guess that would be it. You know what I mean? Um, add the spices, whatever spice you choose. I, you know, I don't use garlic powder. You know, we're not a garlic powder house. So I use sometimes I sneak it in, but rather don't really fuck with that. Um, so I like par parsley, red pepper flakes, um, salt, pepper, things like that. Um, and Is I rather not like garlic. No, she. I mean, she loves garlic. She doesn't like garlic powder. Like she wants oh, the okay. shit. Yeah, okay. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so and then um, yeah, I'll add in broth. We use vegetable broth. We use chicken broth. Um, I add in broth. Um, because uh, you know, vegetable broth because rather's a, a pescatarian. Um, so and then cook that for several minutes. You know, what I mean, whisk that in and stuff like that uh, until like the the, the sauce kind of like thickens a little bit, and then you add in the parmesan. What I they, they, it's, the recipe says to add in spinach at the end to the uh to to the uh like the the sauce i'll add a little spinach in that but i'll also mince spinach spinach and uh and and put it on the noodles themselves um and so like while uh, it also has you cooking the uh the um noodles first which i didn't talk about but yeah cook the noodles first drain them obviously i like to cook my noodles no more than 10 minutes i don't like my shit to be soggy as not at all you know what i'm saying i I don't want them necessarily al dente, but close to that. You feel what I'm saying? Um, and You're then, a firm pasta guy. I just, I, just, I yeah, I don't want it. Yeah, this soft shit be, bro, that's that. Mm -hmm. I like the texture of pasta. You know, I like to, I like to keep some of that texture. But anyway, um, and then I'll throw a little, uh, I'll, throw, I'll mix a little bit of the uh, spinach up and throw it on the noodles as well as in the sauce. Mix it in together, let it sit a little bit, you know, soak in the juices and whatnot. You know what I mean? You could throw on, uh, I, I actually also throw in the Parmesan before uh, adding the spinach or whatever. But also, I like to, after cooking it and, like, plating the shit, I add a little bit more Parmesan just for the, you know what I mean? And we add, and I cook a little, uh, uh, I usually will add shrimp to it. Some people add chicken. Um, I like shrimps. I'll eat it without shrimp, too. But generally, I add shrimp for me and Radha. And baby girl will just eat, eat, eat it without the shrimp. But, um, yeah, man, that's my little shit. You feel me? You can add basil on it if you want a little garnish, if you're feeling fancy. You know what I'm saying? That sounds delicious. But it's, it's fire as fuck. But that's my easy recipe. Um, and it sounds like, you know, sun-dried tomato pasta, spaghetti, whatever. It sounds hella, bro, that shit easy as fuck. You know what I mean? None of that. So, I think it's it's interesting that both you and me had kind of the same thing where um, my dad, and my dad was a uh, obviously a closeted gay man, so, like, he was great at cooking, and he was a great artist. Oh, wow. Was, you know what I mean? Like, he had, like, like it was coming out was all of the places. Was it was allowed to come out. Right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> um, So he, you know, but when he, when he pieced out, it was like, you know, my mom had a couple, like, solid things she made. But it, it was interesting because, you know, my grandparents are Italian, and obviously that, like, food, passing recipes down and stuff, very important to them. I make my grandma's pizzelles every Christmas and, mm -hmm. and hand those out. It's like an Italian dessert. But, like... I never really understood the, I, first of all, I didn't know how to cook anything. Like when I was 17 years old, if you left me alone in the house, I would throw some, <laughs> throw some hot dogs in the microwave. Mm -hmm. 
I would I would microwave eggs for myself. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I knew how to use a microwave is basically what I knew how to make. <laughs> I knew how to put taquitos in the toaster oven. Right, that was my right, version right, of cooking. Right, right. So, and when Shar and I moved in together, her family ate out literally all the time. Like they literally seven nights, a, seven nights a week, they ate out. So, so she never cooked either. So when we moved in together, it would be like, I'm making dinner, AKA toasting some sourdough bread for us to put turkey slices on. Right. <laughs> like, you know, like, but, but for whatever reason, how many turkey well, slices we, would you like tonight, dear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Is it, uh, yeah. yeah, is it Chipotle or Panda Express? Right, right, But when we had kids, I was like really overcome with the desire to like, because I just remember like probably the fondest memories I have of my dad is like when he would cook. He had certain things he would make. Those are the positive memories. That, those are the memories of my dad that like all the negative stuff that happened never like touch those memories at all you know what i mean so for whatever reason as soon as we had Vinny, i was like i like i asked my mom i was like how do you make all the stuff you make and i just like worked my way through the list and like would go looking for other recipes like found some of my grandma's recipes mm. that i you know like for her for the pizzelles and the ziti and stuff like that so like it, it was just interesting but that for me and i think the same thing for john it was like I want my kids to remember this. Like I want to, you know, I want to make food for them that I'm making that they'll, they'll associate that memory with me or whatever. But like, I don't, I wonder how much of that is like biological or evolutionary because I literally could not possibly have been less interested. <laughs> I was, I was, I like to eat, you know what I'm saying? Like I like right, to eat. That's what right. I was interested in when it came to food. Like when are we eating? I didn't give a fuck about how it was made unless it right. didn't taste good. You feel what I'm saying? So, I was like, but um, but yeah, like I th there's something. Tyler talks about like how much he enjoys the process. There's something beautiful to the process, and like you talked about how your dad, you know, he was an artist, and like, but there's some there's an art to cooking as well. Like there's 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 a creative process there with cooking that is kind of like you know it, I felt like I was tapping into you know when I began cooking and whatnot. So like it's funny like you know Rada's the better cook because she's a really 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 good cook. But my food is good too, and she, you know, what I'm saying, and 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 I'm I cook more often than anybody, you know, what I'm saying, in the house, you know, what I'm saying. So like, uh, but yeah, man, like, uh, I think for sure it was me being interested in making Somi's food, um, and then like, you know, me like mincing her, I would I would mince up her 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 like the onions in the food she made really really small because I was really particular. I didn't want her to choke and shit like that. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that process felt was fulfilling to me. And I was, and so like, so that's why like, oh, like, okay, now I can do this for other things, you know, um, you know, like also seeing like how, you know, garlic can, you know, like garlic can be overpowering in certain times or like how lemon could add taste, you know what I'm saying? Or stuff like that. So it was like the little shit like that. It was like, oh, like. The trial and error, the tinkering. The trial and error, exactly, the tinkering. I felt like I was a scientist, you know, and an artist at the same time. So that's how I started fucking with it. But, uh, but I also like following your recipe. And it being fucking delicious, like the Brazilian fish too. I thought that type of shit was impossible to fucking make. Like I thought, like you had to be a fucking chef to even follow the recipe. And then making it and being like, "Wow, this is fucking great." I'm gonna put a little bit more paprika. And I want a little bit of hit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna put some more of this, like figuring that type of shit out. You know, even with the salmon, like Rada has these little seaweed things that she likes to use and like wrap the salmon up. And with with the rice to create her own little like you know what I'm saying shit going on you feel me like so she's at her little shit to that and I just eat it with the on on the rice or I'll eat it on like uh quinoa or you know what I'm saying some shit like that um and, and and the fish but yeah so like that's that's what's interesting to me like finding out about different tastes and how you can experiment with that and how really 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 good food is not that difficult to make and doesn't take as much time as you think it is yeah. as, as it as as it does you know yeah I'll, yeah. Like that, that's what I love the most about grilling is the process. And I think the process turns a lot of people off. They're like, bro, I'm hungry now. I can't wait four or five hours to eat some shit. I love that shit. Like I will block off my whole motherfucking night. I'll be like, okay, I got four hours to cook some shit. I'm going to roll me something up. It's about two new albums that just dropped that I want right, to listen right, to. Right. You know, I'm going to pour me up some shit. I'm going to smoke. I'm going I'm to sip my something. And I'm going to listen to these albums. I'm going to fucking get some tweets off. And then in about four hours, I'm eating ribs. It's a beautiful fucking process for me. I love for it. Sure, for sure, for sure. That's show. why you're not leaving Richmond what you just described. Am I right about that? I Any place I ever move, if like it legit has to be fucking grill friendly. Like 
Like, I have the money to live in, like, trendy, lofty, you know, fucking up lofts and shit. But nah, bro, I need somewhere where I can go outside and fucking grill, dog. Like, that is so serious. That like, And wifey knows that, too, bro. Like, we're not going anywhere if I can't grill, dog. Yeah. Also, the process, too, like, when you make something, it reminds me, like, basketball. When I would, like, not to be, like, a little fucking whatever, but, like, it reminds me that when I would, I would, I was a high school player. That would just be in a gym shooting around, bro, like and working on my shit. I'll be in the garage doing handle shit, listening to right. fucking Capone and Noriega. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm doing handles and shit. And then when I do that move in the game and I crack a nigga and I'm like, oh shit, you feel me? Like, damn, you feel I, I you know, so that's to me, it's like doing that that process, getting caught up in the process and doing the process for the process. And then at the end, it's like, damn, this motherfucker kind of busting it. I might have did something with this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's that similar feeling. And so, like, I get that. Like, I mean, four hours is crazy. I, you know, you know, when, when, when you got a shorty, you might not be able to do it, you know, if you feel what I'm saying. Mm. But uh, No, he will. But th- no, but I think that's what's, that's what's beautiful about it. And that's why I was saying, like, I want to I, I make another, like, a real go at grilling is, when you, you have a kid, you just they'll just come outside with you. Like, at one, at some point, it, not at not at it's, the point it, that I'm at right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right, right, right. We but don't like, run it's around just, the grill. It, it, <laughs> so it's so much funny. more. It's so much more like social for sure. Than than like most. Then it's not like like. And I'm not. I'm not. I don't mean this as a shot at you or whatever, John. But like, you know, I have a lot of like dad friends who like golf is their thing that they enjoy doing. Yeah, you can't yeah. bring your fucking toddler golfing, but yeah. you can set up an easel for your kid next to the grill. You know for what sure, I mean? Like for, for sure. them to dr- for like sure. draw with chalk or whatever. Like for that. Sure. I think that's one of the things that's kind of cool about it to me. Um, but yeah, to what John was just saying, there's very few things in the in my life at this point that give me the like artistic satisfaction of the first time you make a new recipe without looking at the like recipe mm-hmm. for like b- before you go shopping or when you're cooking. That like, oh, okay, no, I know what I'm doing. And I'm gonna change this, or like maybe I'll, you know, try add a different this fish. Or, you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, that's right. the that's the best. Like that's the best feeling, and that was what I. No one told me that about cooking. You know what I mean? Like no one told me that there was like an enjoyable part. I, it was just always stress for me. Like for me, like I what if I fuck this up? I think it's that, but I also think growing up, like, like similar to you, to you, Mike. My stepdad was a cook. You know, what I mean, he worked in he worked like in restaurants growing up, so. He was a motherfucker that would whip some shit up. Sometimes he, you know, you know, got a little bit too close to the to the edge with it. I'm like, all right, you got too much, too experimental, bro. Like this is, we need food. <laughs> you know Chill what I'm out. saying? Not yeah, we need actual edible food. Not you know some fucking science experiment. But anyway, but, but for the most part, 99 percent. He made a, a catfish gumbo. Like I mean, he, the man could fucking cook. So 99.9 percent of the time, it fucking slapped. But you know, when I would see my mom cook, like my mom, like she was. My mom, when she, when, she, when she, she was a grinder, you know what I mean? Like, her her love was like, you know, she was an entrepreneur and shit like that. She wanted to start a business. So that's where she got her love. So, like, cooking to her was like, you know, that's a long day work. How can I get this It was this a checklist. Right, it was a right. checklist, right? The kids have to be fed before and, I can put them to bed. And when she sat down and cooked, like, Thanksgiving, crack, bro. Like, there's certain dishes my grandma, the mom, mom cooked them nigga. I don't want nobody else to even try their hand at. You not gonna reach the, the the you're not gonna get as close to the sun as she got. You feel me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she got, you know, as close as you could to, you know what I mean? Like this shit was fire as fuck. So like I, I but but for the most part, like like during the weekdays, like if it was like she might make spaghetti without, you know, really throwing the seasons necessary or like mincing up the garlic or chopping up the like I'm trying to get food in front of my kids. You right. feel me? So it and, and and most time it was it was good, but sometimes it was like you know she threw the the can the canned greens or the canned asparagus. Like nigga, I can't eat this. this you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the fuck, you know what I'm saying? So like it was that was the process for her, you know. And so like I, me seeing that, you know, seeing that you know, and me being very similar to my mom. Like sometimes I'm saying shit, and I'm like, damn, I'm my mom. And the older I get, I see that more. As you know, we, we all see that. But anyway, um. Like me seeing that kind of made me think that, hey, this this is like, like you said, a part of the checklist. There's a responsibility we have to do, not something that I could truly enjoy. Um, so, yeah. All right. That was the first ever. But I have a partner Dangers in the household, Jones. too. I don't have, you know, somebody. You have that, what? I have a partner in my household that we partner on shit. You feel me? So mm. the way households were prior, it wasn't necessarily the same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. With gender roles and also like communication and shit. So, like, I have a partner where I can, like, yo, I'm going to do this or she's going to do this. And so it makes all of that easier. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mom might have sat down and really cooked. 
if she felt like they were on a particular level, with, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So no shots to sure. my mom, you know what I'm saying? She, yeah. Best mom right, on the planet to me. Cooking yeah, together, man. That that is fucking that's that's one of the joys, bro. And that, then the thing that, is, yeah. we put Susa puts on me down, sit down and eat together at night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like enjoying that meal together. Like I didn't, I, I would go to my room and eat, or like I never really thought about. But with Rather, Rather's very like some very important enjoy meals together. She wants to share that experience. Um, and so that experience, like you know, when you cook something and your wife bites into it, and she looks at you like. Oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, we want to keep this recipe. You know what I'm saying? We putting this in the, you know what I mean? Like, there's something about that. So, like, yeah, man. For sure. All right. That was our uh, first Jenkins and Jones cooking special. Is that the first ever cooking special podcast episode, Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Minus, minus the it. time we shepped up some motherfucking uh, On a non-cooking bro. podcast. I ain't chef up shit, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't embarrassed this time, though, so we good. (laughs) True. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go. I think we can confidently say we are. That's all. All All right. Thanks for fucking with us. We'll be back uh, Sunday night with another uh, episode. We did it. We did it. Bye. 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 Monday. I meant we'll be back on Monday because we don't do live shows anymore. We'll be back on Monday with another episode. Bye. Bye. volume it's freddie prince jr and jeff died back in the ring wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season hey jeff are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of wrestling with freddie you better believe i have i've been practicing my body slams and i'm jacked all right don't go injuring yourself now we'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from aew wwe and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling listen to wrestling with freddie on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.